Hello, friends. It's that time again. Christmas is fucking over. I don't have <laughs> the burden of Christmas cheer on my shoulders anymore. Uh, so that's delightful. But you were happy to say Merry Christmas. I was. Well, eh, I was. I was happy about the reason that I needed to say Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I don't know if that has a meaning to anyone that heard that, but it was like <laughs> I, this is important. I need to say it, and it ended up being fantastic Christmas. Actually, kids yeah. were home and uh, we hung out and just had a grand time. So, uh, how about you? How'd that work out for you? Oh, real good. Yeah, we kind of went around a different kid's house. Uh, my daughter and her son, my grandson, had COVID, huh? <laughs> so that was at a distance, but everybody else we got to see, it was good. It was relaxing, believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I fell for that thing where people say, let's not exchange gifts. Yeah, I fell for that. So, yeah, And so. you took it seriously. Yeah. And they, yeah. Right. Well, no, that was your, you played it right. They played it wrong. Okay. Well, I did have a backup <clears throat> card for my wife that was, you know, very uh, meaningful. I wrote in it. Uh, it was really good, but she found it ahead of time. And she goes, what's this? I thought we weren't doing anything. I said, that's just in case of emergency. If you get me something, nice. I have that. And right. she slung it. She so goes, I don't want the backup gift here. You know, it's like, wow. okay. There we go. She ended up liking it, but. Yeah, yeah but you had to, yeah, anyway. <laughs> had to be ready. Does the it. end justify the means, I guess, would be the question on that. So <laughs> anyway. I did, I did have a conversation with somebody that was, it's, I think, Christians are in the wrong here. I think Christians have hijacked a pagan holiday and made it the birth of Jesus. Didn't wasn't Jesus born like September or something like that? Yeah, it was. It wasn't a matter of uh, it all started with oh Jesus was born in December. You know, no one believes that. It's just that it. What do you it, mean? No one believes that. I actually think most people believe that. Um, yeah, I guess when I say people, why do they say, because I think Jesus is the reason for the season. <laughs> Jesus is birth. Have you ever seen a manger scene? <laughs> Are you familiar with this? <laughs> oh yeah. I have. Icon? So, do you yeah, know what? Ba- it- yeah, I get that now. <laughs> of course I get that. And you're telling me nobody <laughs> thinks December <laughs> Is Jesus's birthday? When I, when I say nobody, I'd like to take a poll on that one. Let me qualify it before you do that. <laughs> I mean, nobody that stops and thinks about it, you know, says, "Oh yeah, that must have been it, December twenty fourth. Somebody kept that date, and we had we didn't have the same calendars back then. So, I would say anybody that put a lot of thought into it would say, "Well, we really don't know if it was that day, but." There was some alignment. Well, for sure it wasn't that day. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you got a pretty good chance. All I'm saying right. is it's mostly a pagan ritual that I should be celebrating and you shouldn't be. <laughs> well, we hijacked it, Jeff. Fuck yeah, you did. Very you hijacked important. this country. You hijacked the freaking <laughs> holiday. Anyway, um, it's, uh, it's time. It's a staple now. It's time for Small Talk with Greg. Oh, Jeff. I have... I'm worn out with small talk. This this holiday. Holiday warrior. Yeah, I, I have such an inclination to move into deep with somebody, and I'm thinking anything short of that is a waste of their time and mine. Yeah. So it just it's so stressful. So I would appreciate it if we could move past that. So this week <laughs> we're playing fuck small talk with Greg, <laughs> and uh, we'll see we'll see how long it takes him to recover because that's probably a lot of small talk uh, yeah. throughout the holidays. Yeah. <clears throat> Merry Christmas. You got fuck out you why you gotta <laughs> smile so much? And you have to smile. Like if you don't smile, something's wrong with you. It's oh, like I'm yeah. fine. 
Yeah, I'm be smiling all the time. Anyway, <laughs> it's over. Joe. That's over now. I get to drink myself into the new year. So uh, that's all good. You are you a resolutions kind of dude? Do you do that? Trip? Oh no, I mean I have them throughout. I don't decide in January to do it. No, no. What do you mean? You don't? What are you? Well, I mean, I, I keep track of goals and strategies, things like that, throughout the year. But oh, as far as just at one time of the year saying, oh, it's all going to change starting on this artificial date, I don't uh, do that. I gave up on that shit because I don't ever keep them, and then I feel shitty about myself. Yeah, right. I'm like, why am I doing this myself? Right, so right. anyway, none for me. <laughs> Maybe drink more. I mean, that's, you know, and then it's like, oh, dang it, I didn't drink more. <laughs> I'm going, you know, I'm going a little bit with the paradoxical revolu- yeah. resolution. Make up I'm going to gain it. 50 pounds. And then, whoa, look at there. You only gained 20. Only gained 20. What? <laughs> look at that. Look at me. Anyway. Uh, all right. So what's uh, what's on the agenda today? Okay. Today we want to talk about um, what I'm going to call men's challenges or obstacles. We talk about this in various ways on most of the podcasts, but... Um, this uh, publication called uh, Psychology Registry has come up with these things. They said, well, these are obstacles that men face in a unique way because women face the same types of things, but in a different way. So um, Psychology Registry, is that credible? Are we, we putting our trust in that? Or? Yeah, well, enough. You know, okay. They right. don't give me any solutions. They just said, here's the problem. So okay. we can trust that much. Uh, so I'm going to present some of them to you, and maybe you can tell me how you might diagnose that in a man if that's the right word and then uh what you would offer as a way out of it okay you know um so one of them is that uh men find themselves on autopilot at, at some point which i think we talked about earlier that it might be a certain age in life you just find yourself just going through the grind without thinking about what it's all for you know so yeah I, mean, I think the autopilot that we find ourselves on is the the soullessness of responsibility mm-hmm. it's we stop living and we start being responsible we're responsible to our job our career we're responsible to our spouse we're responsible to our kids and so it's just it's that is the autopilot mm-hmm. it's just what responsibilities do I have today that I have to fulfill? And then we fulfill them. And then if we we deviate from that, then we feel guilty. And and the hardest thing for men, right, is is work life because mm-hmm. <clears throat> we spend so many hours at work and then we get home and it's like we need to spend time with our kids. Or want to, you, yeah, you know, it's not yeah. more than that. But and then we, you know, then we've got to connect with our wife, and <laughs> you know, we got to be present, yeah, like yeah. you know, all of those kinds of things. And by now, it's like ten thirty. Fucking, yeah. I got to go to bed, you know. And it's like so, but but it comes from a right place. We want to be responsible, but mm-hmm. it's just like that. Just becomes such a burden mm-hmm. for us, mm-hmm. and then we feel incredibly guilty about taking time for ourselves and mm-hmm. doing something that is not responsible. Yeah. You know, going and playing oh, some right. golf or, right. you know, taking a Harley ride or any of those kinds of things. And, and I'm not talking about being irresponsible. I'm talking about that, you know, that that's the autopilot. Mm-hmm. And every now, we don't ever just get to like, 
I don't know what people think we do all day, right? It's like, yeah. I they call it work for a reason. Yeah. But we don't ever just get, seldom do we ever get to go do something that's just pleasurable and replenishing for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, I think when Henry David Thoreau said, most men live lives of quiet desperation, mm-hmm. I think that's the autopilot that he was talking about. Yeah, okay. And you brought up something there that actually you told me this about seven years ago. It's a matter of perspective. So if I think of all those things as responsibilities and connecting with the family, working to provide, things like that, if I change my perspective into like this is a a weight, you know, or the grind to like this is what I want to do. You know, I I want to have a good relationship with my wife. So it requires that I do these things. So I with that perspective I, I can approach them with joy. Now I still see where a man could get into that being a. You still need you still need something, and that's why you know when in therapy one of the things that will <clears throat> that's common for us is to to have a client develop a hobby, mm-hmm. and a hobby is just an extension of oneself, mm-hmm. something that you're interested in that represents a metaphysical aspect of you, mm-hmm. and. That's what's important about a hobby. That's why we're all like, you got to find a hobby. You got to find a hobby because you've got, you've got to stay in touch with the person that you are. You can't just try to make your wife happy, try to make your kids happy, try to make your boss. You know, it's like you've, you have to remain an individual autonomous identity. And, and that's a mechanism of, of doing that. And that's where we as men tend to fall really short. Right. Okay. All right. That's good. Well, the next one is, is I want to say in a way opposite of that, (laughs) uh, men have complained about having dreams that are too far out and they don't necessarily have the words for that, but they, they would get frustrated by thinking, well, I really want to achieve this particular goal, but it's so far out there that I'm, I'm just frustrated with it, you know? Well, and I think that I think those two are interrelated in that when we have a dream, right? When you're when you're when you've sacrificed yourself to the cult of responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then you dream about something, then that dream becomes a risk. Mm-hmm. And but you're fully committed to being responsible, right? Yeah. I got, you know, I've got a job, I got you know, health insurance, I've got paid vacation, whatever, you know, I've, I've got this, whatever this is. So the, the frustration that we really feel is the frustration of not going for our dream, mm-hmm. not saying, okay, I'm, I'm at least going to do a risk assessment mm-hmm. and see if it's attainable Mm-hmm. Most men just get lost in that frustration, then they give up, and then they go back to being responsible. Yeah. And that's where you gotta you gotta push yourself. You've mm-hmm. gotta take steps towards that. Mm-hmm. You know, what whatever it is. If it's like I'm gonna go back to med school, okay. Well, you know, if you just look at that, yeah, then it's gonna be like, oh fuck, I can't do that, <laughs> right? That's right. too big. But if I break that down into steps, what okay if i were going to produce, pursue that goal what's the what's the first tangible action that i would take towards it mm-hmm. and trust yourself to take that step because you're 
who you're really frustrated with is yourself. Mm-hmm. You're frustrated with yourself that you're giving up on that goal or that dream or whatever it is, and you're married to being responsible. And so then you look up at that goal, and then it's like, I have to be responsible. I can't pursue that. And then I'm frustrated with myself because I'm giving up on it. Yeah. yeah. And if you're going to fucking give up on it, ain't nobody else going <laughs> to believe right, in it. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's good. And, and you're probably going to live till your mid eighties, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like go jump, right, right? Reach, see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, and another one was, uh, and, and this is, this is my phrase here. They had some clinical kind of phrase, but I called it like rejection overload. So things are expected from guys and they have to go out and do things, but anything you try, you know, the idea is to, you could fail, just fail well and learn from it, you know. But all that rejection just wears on a guy to the point where he's like, okay, I've had enough of that. I'm not going to try for the better job or, or, or try to improve the marriage or whatever, things like that, um, just because being rejected. Well, and we don't, we have no conditioning for that, right? No, we for, don't, there, there's no conditioning for that. Education is about grades. It's not about education. Oh, right. right. You know, if I get an F... There, you know, teacher doesn't sit down with me and say, Jeffy, let's talk about (laughs) what you didn't understand and let's make sure that you understand that so that you get, you know, because the the knowledge of this, the functional knowledge of this is the goal. That's not the fucking goal. No. (laughs) It's turn the assignment in, take the test. I'm either a success or a failure. So there's, there's no, there's, there's no training ground for ex- developing a palate and the benefit of failure, mm-hmm. depersonalizing it. Oh, well, that didn't fucking work. Yeah. Okay, what will work? Yeah, yeah, It's attached to identity. You know, if I get an F on a paper, I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, if I come home and I show my parents that grade, they're not like, you know, well, let's, let's, let's see where you misunderstood or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, that's not what it's about. And then when we, when we date, so you take that into the dating arena, right? As guys, we don't celebrate, we don't celebrate the courage to go right. talk to another woman. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, that was fucking awesome, man. You like, <laughs> it's like, she determines if I'm a success or a failure, mm-hmm. whether she responds positively to my overture or negatively. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's just, yeah. yeah, I asked her out and she said no. Yeah. Wow. That's we don't, a- it's not like, woo, dude, she's fucking hot. <laughs> Asking her out was ballsy. Like that's yeah. just, so we don't, that whole rejection paradigm mm-hmm. is just what we're conditioned in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's, here's, uh, this may be a little bit tangential, but it'll give me a rant and give some people something to bitch <laughs> oh, yeah. about. Okay. But it's like the participation trophy. Oh, yeah. And I'm a big fan of the participation trophy because 
the guy that loses the Super Super Bowl, that motherfucker still gets paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. <laughs> I mean, he he he, do, he still gets his he still gets his check, yeah. his participation check. Yeah, yeah. And you hear all these professional athletes like it's like if you're so fucking opposed to it. <laughs> Give the money back that yeah, you get. If you, you lost, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you if you played in a golf tournament and you got second place, fuck that money. Don't take that eight hundred thousand. Like you, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, but people who who commit to it and like, and I learned this from watching my kids run cross country. Cross country is not a sexy sport, mm-hmm. right? So you just need bodies. Mm-hmm. And that oftentimes will attract kids that don't have a significant amount of athletic prowess, but they just commit to the team. Mm-hmm. And they give it their all. But we don't, you know, we don't, we don't celebrate mm-hmm. that. We don't, we don't celebrate the fact that that level of commitment and you're not as gifted and you're not as talented, but you put as much fucking effort in Mm -hmm. as the kid that won first place. And so this winner, loser, rejection, all of that, I mean, it's just everywhere Mm -hmm. on our sociological landscape. Mm -hmm. And so subsequently as men, yeah, we're fucking tired of being a rejection. Yeah, yeah. Rather than taking another risk or whatever that is, it's like, fuck it, man. I'll go drink some more. Right, right. Or celebrating the attempt, you know? Right. That was yeah. ballsy, man. Yeah. yeah. I My granddaughter and I um, did something yesterday. We were just cutting up cardboard, a whole lot of cardboard left over from Christmas stuff, you know? And we made a mess of it. And so <laughs> whenever my wife got home, she's like, Look at this, you know, you didn't do this right. Now, she wasn't matched. It was just funny, you know, that we got real sidetracked and made stuff out of it instead of actually cutting it up properly. And uh, I she told got her... Mad. She got mad. She got mad. Was, <laughs> well, she knew how absurd it was. Uh, so, right, right, right. so I told her that... Uh, she said, knew how absurd it was that she got mad? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I told her, I said, look, if you're not walking around with blood all over you, don't be over here criticizing the warriors. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's pretty good. So it took a while to explain it to my granddaughter, but... It was worth the time. I can see how, yeah, I can see how she'd be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, so we just we, we gave it a shot, you know. Right. We got that's and that's so that's seldom celebrated. Yeah. The fact that you took the risk, you took yeah. the chance, you put yourself out there in whatever, you know. We don't celebrate the courage that it took mm-hmm. to take the risk. Yeah. We just we just assess whether you were you know, a success or a failure. Yeah. And so we, again, sit in quiet desperation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. We definitely need to talk through that some more. So a guy, not now, but, you know, have an episode on that to talk through that. Um, another one was, and we definitely talked about men's lack of uh, emotional depth or uh, vulnerability, things like that. So... It, the obstacle that was brought up by the uh, psychology registry was is scared of the vulnerability, like not even knowing how to deal with that. You know, it's it's just not something that was taught for you to understand and use as a man. Right. It's fascinating. I wish I could, if I could show this video. Um, it, it's it, the way that we develop, right, is 
you're born into the world terrified of everything, Mm -hmm. right? And you learn not to be terrified of things. And so what happens is a child is born, comes out, screams its fucking head off. Why? It's terrified. (laughs) And so it is the infant receives the comfort of a mother's bosom, male and female. That then gives them a sense of security, and they they wander out further into the world. And then they, they come across something that terrifies them. This is unfamiliar. It terrifies me. Then they return to what we call a secure base, mm-hmm. and they receive comfort. So their fear then return turns to courage. Yeah. And then they go back out into a world that terrifies them and they encounter something terrifying and they go so that that just yeah. repeats itself yeah. over and over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For a variety of different reasons, that gets circumvented in the development of the male. Now we've talked in the past about the evolutionary purpose of that, right? But that's still to receive comfort is to give is is to lose fear and for it to be replaced with courage. Mm-hmm. One of the most fascinating places that this has ever been measured is in the relationship between um Navy SEALs, special forces. Mm-hmm. And when when uh, someone in a the special forces does an incredible act of courage. They, they ask them the question, how were you able to do that? And the answer is always the same. The guy next to me would do it for me. It's not about, it's not about the individual. It's that the guy next to me that gives me comfort would do this for me. Yeah. Subsequently, I am inclined to do it it's about it's about the com- it's about the connection that gives comfort and security mm-hmm. we don't have zero right men right. have none of that right right i mean we can't walk up to each other and say man i'm just terrified today could i have a hug yeah. try that let me know <laughs> let me know how that works out for you right right i mean and the thought of that you know like well this is you know it's even uncomfortable even the notion of it mm-hmm. that men would comfort mm-hmm. other men yeah and we don't yeah wow well so we avoid it yeah yeah and i've, I've done that with with you and, and another gentleman but then three uh, lady friends, you know, like if I'm in a, a bad place, <laughs> which doesn't happen that often, but you've seen me when I get there, it's like, how do I get out of this on my own? Right. And I've, I've called you before, you know, and just talk me through it. And you act like it's nothing. <laughs> I mean, you don't minimalize it, but it's like, yeah, okay, it's there. Now move forward. So if, if you don't have that, that would just be terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. Right. It's absolutely terrifying. Wow. Okay. Um, now this this last one kind of, in a way, ties in a lot of them, and um, but in another way, it's 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 separate. So this unrealistic expectations, uh, and certainly of ourselves, you know, on our that we put on ourselves, but by society, it's like this is what's expected of you. It's like not only is that ever changing, <laughs> but it's overwhelming. Right. So I mean, how do we get around that? Um. 
I think we have to set a new precedent, but that's difficult for us, right? Mm -hmm. Because success, power, achievement, right? Mm -hmm. So in our careers, we got to be growing. We got to be whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, work more overtime or get the promotion or whatever that is. And then we have to be, you know, involved in our 17, our kids, <laughs> 17 extracurricular activities. Yeah, yeah. And then we have to come home and we have to, we have to woo our wives by being present and seeking to understand their emotions. And then maybe possibly if they haven't fallen asleep already, we might get to have sex <laughs> is we have to recognize that the expectations are, exceedingly unrealistic. Mm -hmm. I can't do it all. Yeah. I mean, I just can't do it all. And the stress of meeting these unrealistic expectations is wearing me the fuck out. Mm -hmm. And then we have to give ourselves permission to be a little bit more selective about what we can and cannot do and where our limitations lie. And and that's hard. And the reason that it's hard is because we care about all of them. Mm-hmm. We want to, you know, we want to do better professionally. I want to, you know, buy more shit or whatever, or just the achievement of whatever that next professional uh, event might be. I want to be a good dad. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want my kids I want to be at every event and I want to be their biggest cheerleader. And I really do want my wife to feel loved. Mm -hmm. It's too much for one fucking day, man. That's way too (laughs) fucking much, man. There's just no way that I can do all of that. But if I internalize that, right? Like I really should be able to do all of this. Mm -hmm. Then that puts me in this kind of posture of feeling ashamed of myself. Yeah, yeah. I should be able to do it all. Mm-hmm. No, you can't <laughs> fucking do it all. Right, right. And you got to be honest with yourself about that. You got to be honest with your spouse about that. You got to be honest with your kids about that. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, if you miss one game, it's not going to destroy their psyche. Right, right. And they may be incredibly excited just to come home and tell you every freaking detail. Mm-hmm. And it just, but we hold ourselves to just this expectation that can't be met. Mm-hmm. And rather than, you know, I always, t- I always tell people, if you hit a baseball 30% of the time, you know what you're called? <laughs> yeah. Good. You're fucking all-star, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, yeah, right. 30% of the time. Right. You as a man have to stop grading yourself so harshly. Mm-hmm. You've got to you've got to set your own expectations in a way that are attainable, so that you can have some wins, just even in your own self perception. Mm-hmm. That I killed it at work today, or I was available to my child, or that was a meaningful conversation. But when we when we carry that burden day after day after day, again, it just leads to this quiet desperation. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Um, yeah, I appreciate you going through all that. If there, is there anything else you wanted to, to bring up just from your experience as a therapist? Um, we, we touched on this briefly, and I'll just kind of reiterate it, because the, when I say that we have sold our souls to the burden of responsibility, 
you know, they're, you know, well, what the fuck are we, what are they supposed to do? Just be yours? No, like that's not, that's not the point. Mm -hmm. The point is a recognition that that is just factually true. Mm -hmm. That I have over committed myself to being responsible and I need to one, give myself some grace. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't bat a thousand. I can't be a hundred percent every day and have that as an expectation. But then you do have to find something that just really feeds your soul, really time with other guys going. And it's a negotiation, right? Cause mm-hmm. it's like, I, I still want to maintain the family and those kinds of things. But at the same time, I have to build this into my life because this motherfucker's a marathon. It's not a sprint, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And when the oxygen mask falls on the airplane, who do you put the oxygen mask on first? Yeah. You put it on yourself because when you put the mask on yourself, the number of people that you can help is now infinite. Yeah. When you don't have a mask on, it's a finite number of people that you can help before you pass out and die. So some way we have to take that metaphor and we have to make that practical in our daily living. Wow. It's great stuff, Jeff. Uh, I would want to tell you. And bourbon. And what? And bourbon. Oh, you need to add that to it? Just, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. (laughs) Put that in your oxygen mask. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) um, for our listeners, all this information will be, uh, you can find that in our blogs on our website, uh, becomingmanmade.com. So check that out. Check that out. And uh, happy new year. Uh, I would say, my suggestion, this is a professional opinion, uh, that your New Year's resolution would be to give up on New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I agree and, with uh, that. We'll catch you in the new year. All right. Thank you. Thank you.